Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This has been new territory for us, this, um, as it's a version of the weekly. Well, I've decided it's a version of the weekly because I can do that sort of thing, you see. And it's, uh, it's Les and Pete still with me. And... Um, Obviously, we just have to post-match and that, that draw to Palace. But we also felt it would be appropriate to talk about the um, the statement that was made in the last couple of days by our beloved chairman, Bill Kenwright, who decided, or somebody decided it was okay to put out the, um, the statement that he did, talking about his health, referring to his health, um, which I don't know if many people think that was necessary or not, or we needed to know that or not, or indeed if it was a part of why things uh, go on the way they are at the football club within there as chairman still. But the main part of it, aside from that, and, and from my own personal point of view, is it felt completely unnecessary, um, particularly in the time that we're in right now. The, the whole thing that we've just been speaking about post-match to a draw that's put us in the bottom three of the Premier League, I'm not necessarily sure we need to be given a statement from the chairman who, who I think most fans have been irate over for quite some time. Uh, my opinion, it makes everybody feel a little bit more angry and a little bit more, um, I don't know what the word is to say in in regards to what we feel towards our football club at the moment and why we are the way we are and where we are right now. I think Les touched on it a lot there in the post-match and Pete. Um, so I'll, I'll open the door first with, with you, Pete, on the statement that was released and what he said, the manner in which he said it, referring to fans and protests and things like that. Um, the thing that I felt initially was there were a lot of sour grapes thrown in there. There were a lot, there were a lot of comments that were him saying to us, well, yeah, look at the decent stuff I've done. Look at the legacy I've done. A lot of people, including myself as well, said that this looked like a, well, when he says that thing at the end where it's it'll become yours and that's not verbatim, you know, it'll become yours type of thing. It'll happen what you want will happen at some day type of thing. Quite ambiguous, I think. Many people have referred to it as different things, but to me it was like, well, you're gonna get what you wish for, but I don't think it's gonna be any sort of anything better than what I've given you so far. What did you make of it all? I think first of all, to to talk about the way he ended it with that with that sort of you know one day you'll get what you what what you want um i don't think that was him hinting that he'll be gone soon i think that was him just saying obviously as <laughs> as time goes by eventually he will he won't be here anymore um take it out what you will but i don't i certainly don't yeah, think in it whatever was, capacity you mean yeah you see it, there, there was no sense from me um that the him leaving was in any way imminent as far as he's concerned um, I think when you look at the entire thing, obviously he's replying to the Altogether Now uh, open letter, which did actually refer to the fact that his health might be failing. Um, obviously, people will have different opinions on on the wording of that of of that statement, but I think to be fair, it is a valid point to, to be made, isn't it? Um, yeah, if you've got the a... fellow's a human being. That, that, that's the point. Sorry, to interrupt people. That, that that's the point I was making yesterday um, about what he said in in that context of what he said there. 
regarding his own health. Um, I put, you know, I think, I think it's important to to say that you know the the, the man's a human being, and by saying that, well, I don't want to wish health on anybody, which I did do, and a lot of people replied to me saying, "Oh, that means you're up Ken Wright's ass." Absolutely not. That those that that doesn't go hand in hand. Me saying that I don't want a person to be unhealthy, but I don't want them at Everton or anything to do with Everton. I think it's. It's a pretty valid way to, to to discuss the football club and to discuss that you don't want anybody to be ill, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I'd, I'd, say, I'd certainly wouldn't want to wish ill health on anyone. Exactly. Um, but but, but I'd, I would say that it's a valid valid point to be made that if you've got someone who is incapacitated um, in any way, shape or form, who isn't able to fulfil their duties to the best of their abilities or to the best ability of anyone who could possibly have that role, I do think that it's a valid point to be made that a 77-year-old man who may who may have health issues maybe might not be, you know, probably isn't the best in the no. best shape to no. be able to take the football club forward. And when you look at the, you know, for example, the accounts that have just come out, when you look at the the state of the squad, the state of the football club, he kept referring back to, you know, the um the, the stadium. Yeah, we we all know about the stadium, but you've got to get us a billionaire. Yeah, that well, that's it. And well, yeah, you got us a billionaire. So what? It, you know, <laughs> you, you got us a billionaire. You got us the only billionaire who'd be happy to let you keep your train set. That was the problem. He, um, he got he, it. He got it. Sorry, he, just quickly. He got us a billionaire accountant. He's shit with money. I yeah. don't know. I don't even know how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. You'd, you'd think of all the, of all the things that we might be able to get right. You'd think the accounts would be spot on, wouldn't you? Um, considering a billionaire accountant's the uh, the owner, and then we've got you know Grant Ingalls as well on on the board. Um, on our very small board. Um, don't, I, give, I, don't give Grant shit. Oh, no, I'm not. Do you know what? <laughs> Do you know what this, the, the, the thing about it as well? Do, the, the, when you look at the statements, again, it, it, it came across to me as, you know, the words of a of a dictator who is um who is refusing to relieve to, to, to relieve any kind of power. Um, it, it came across to me as if someone um someone was such a, such an ego that they're unwilling um, to even acknowledge the slightest bit of um, semblance of, of responsibility for the mistakes that have happened. Um, and I think when Evertonians talk about culpability and, and talk about, you know, the, the fact that this club is failing um, in, in what it should be doing, um, I think that that points towards the top. I think if if Bill Kenwright showed even an ounce of humility, um, even an ounce of, you know, being able to hold his hands up and say that mistakes have been made, I think that I wouldn't say it would stop the protest, but I think certainly people would at least feel a bit vindicated in the fact, um, you know, that the that the the people's gripes have been at least heard. Um, I think when people just go on the defensive and completely dim- dismiss people's opinions, also the fact that it was kind of um, the wording of it seems to suggest that it was a small minority of Evertonians who seem to have these issues with them. Uh, I, I'd like I, I'd I'd probably say I don't speak on behalf of every Evertonian. But I'd say that that number certainly isn't a small number of Evertonians. I'd say, you know, it's in the thousands of Evertonians who, who are unhappy with, and rightly so, with how the club is being run. Um, I think it was a very patronising statement. I think it was a very sort of antagonistic statement, uh, even ch- signing off Chairman Bill, referring to himself as your chairman. Um, he's not my chairman at the end of the day. No. He, he, even the way he, he, he sort of said about Frank Lampard, and would you, if you ask Frank Lampard what his opinion was, um, would he have come to the people who supported him the most after the Crystal Palace game? For him to again repeat this line that he is the biggest supporter of anything 
is yeah. an absolute disgrace. If he wants to see who the biggest supporters of Frank Lampard were, it was all those away fans in the away end at Leicester. It was all the home fans, you know, who who spilled onto the pitch against Crystal Palace. Frank Lampard went up to the director's box, let's be honest, to get a better view of the fans. And we were the real ones who kept us up last season. The board and the way the club was being run was the reason that we were in that position last season. And it's the same board of directors who are the reason we're in the problem, you know, in the trouble that we are this season. Um, for, to have zero accountability, to have zero, you know, even a semblance of of regret um, yeah. from someone who supposedly is an Evertonian, I find it absolutely disgusting. Um, I, I think his words are uh, hollow. Uh, I just, I just think it, it kind of justifies what everyone has been saying, or well, not everyone, but you know, uh, what what the, the, the protests, yeah, yeah that the protests have been have been all about. Um, I think that I think that anyone from the outside looking in certainly wouldn't be thinking that the Everton board was revered. I think that everyone from the outside looking in will be thinking that the Everton board is a joke. Yeah, I think I think you've really uh, you've set the stall out really appropriately there, mate. Very well, very well put. Um, the other thing I was thinking about there, Les, when when Pete was saying that, um, <laughs> do you ever see? And I, obviously, I don't see it from statements that he makes and when he said stuff in the past and whatnot. Do you ever see or feel any that man has any remorse the way the football clubs become the way it is? Um, because what you see from many people saying is you can just, everything just stinks of an ego every time you hear him speak. Um, and I guess that's why, not to make an excuse for people who are happy to see somebody pass away or somebody to be really unhealthy or that, but you can... I get the point where people are saying, well, we're entitled to see that as somewhat of an excuse, somewhat of something that we should all look at them with a relatively, in a relatively different light because of how poorly um, he's done this club, what he's done for this football club. No, I think he's he's a fantasist. He's, yeah. he's a Walter Mitty character. He's in, it, in his own world. He has done the very best he can for Everton. I've I've no doubt about that. He's I don't think he don't think he's ever done anything maliciously. I don't think he's ever done anything with When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anything but the best intentions, but he's just a bit crazy. I think I think he is just a complete fantasist, and he's and he struggles with the fact that the things he does aren't the best for the club. Now, I think at times he's got himself in a little bit too deep with things that he he can't deal with. I don't think he's the sort of presence you need at the head of a club. At the, at the head of a, a multinational organization, let's say, let's certainly let's, not this day and age. No, exactly. Let's let's bring this down to a business, okay? So it, it's sorry, I sound like uh, Sam the Bald Eagle and the Muppets Christmas Carol. It's business, um, but yeah, let, let's bring it down to a football club being a business because you know essentially that's what you need. You need a CEO who is really good at running a business. Not it's not like the old days where it's your local butcher 
who's made a, a couple of hundred thousand pounds and he and he's running a local football club. I think that's the world that Bill Kenwright lives in. I I think his world is the gentleman's agreement, the fact that it's just a jolly good game. I think that's where he is. But I genuinely think that's that's how he thinks about things. And I don't think he ever sees that he's doing anything wrong, which in the scheme of all this, it's quite tragic that it, it's, you know, it, it's come to that, that we've got this fella in charge of the club. And for people who say, oh, he's just like a symbolic thing, he just, he has got a massive hand in the running of this club, which was perfectly highlighted in the fact that that fucking letter even made it into any sort of publication. Because if he had no clout in the club with the media, that letter would not have seen the light of day because it is a fucking PR disaster. It you know it's worse than the headlock that it doesn't mention. It is it's off the scale, unbelievably bad PR. Um, and it, it's like the fact that he thinks that can go out and that's good. I, I you know did he even write that? Did someone else write that for him? Was that him? Who knows? In in a normal business, what happens is. Someone on the press or the content department will draft up a PR statement. They'll send it to the person whose name it's going to go out against. They'll give it the nod or their PR will give it the nod or their PA will give it the nod, whatever. And then it will go out. Where the fuck did this statement come from? Did he actually write it? Did someone else write it? And and he gave it the nod. Where did it come from? That's the massive question for me in this. What is going on with you know, a a, a Premier League football club, multinational organisation, let's say, that that slips through the net or just goes out with anyone else giving it the the, the nod. It's it dead, dead weird. I've no doubt that Bill Kenwright is a man from a, a, a bygone era um, of football chairmanship. And I think he still lives in that world. As Pete said, he's a 77-year-old fella. You know, I'm not I'm not being patronising, but it, it's pretty old to still be in that sort of game. You know what I mean? I, when you when you look at how cutthroat and how much money is involved in the Premier League, he's a very old man to be involved at that level. Um, so how on earth has this this made out? How on earth has this got out there? I just, I don't get it. Pete, were you going to say something there? Yeah, one thing I was going to just just touch on as well. So a good point that you made about what wasn't mentioned in the letter, and that is the you know supposedly the CEO getting put in a headlock. Um, Bill Kenwright kind of says in his letter as well. He mentions Denise Barrett Baxendale and how shocked and appalled he is that um, that you know Denise and that Sharpie Sharpie and and Grand Singles will be on a banner. Um, I think to be honest, once that came out or was leaked to the press before the Southampton game. And that story did the rounds. And we were and Evertonians were painted in that light on match of the day. And then by the Tuesday, basically, there was no comment. The, the, the only thing the club has said since on it is that they wouldn't comment any further. They wouldn't confirm or deny officially, in an official capacity, that anything like that had happened. They hung us out to dry. The club attacked their own fans. They they attacked us, yeah. and I feel like that that when you read between the lines on the letter, when the the disdain that Bill Kenwright talks about the Evertonians, he, he he likes to sort of throw this thing out like as if he's one of us. 
Um, he likes to throw this sort of thing, but you can see from the, from the words and the, and the, um, that he uses um, the phraseology in, in in what he's written. He has a disdain for Evertonians. He looks down upon Evertonians. He doesn't believe as much as he can say. I believe oh, yeah, everyone's got the right to protest. He doesn't because he's talking about things. He says in one in one breath that. He, you know, he thinks it's okay to to protest, but then in the other breath, he's basically dismissing what people's concerns and, yeah. and and saying that we don't have any kind of point or any kind of reason for it. Um, I feel that once that story was had come out about Denise Barrett Baxendale, I think everyone was shocked and appalled that that could have potentially happened. Don't think Evertonians believed it because it had been two weeks since apparently it was supposed to have happened. No one had heard a sniff of it. Um, I think we had our doubts, but that doesn't, you know, the, the press maybe didn't have that scrutiny that we have. They, they, the press took it on face value that if someone from the club has, has leaked that, they would jump on it and they would release it. And and before we know it, Evertonians are being are being slated around the world. Um, the football club left us, you know, let us out to try. But again, the other thing as well is that they have made it impossible for Denise Barrett-Baxendale to be accepted again by Evertonians. Now, that that for me... If if he had anything about him, Bill Kenwright, he should have come out and he should have spoken then, and he should have he should have cleared the air. He should have tried his best to to bridge any kind of you know whether whether he'd be successful or not. He should have come out then, and the and they should have they should have made a statement then to defend Evertonians. The fact that they didn't says it all to me. Um, for him to then try and say that Denise Barrett-Baxendale is the best in the business and all this sort of thing, well, you know, he also said that she runs the club basically. Throwing air under the bus. If I was yeah. Denise Barrett Baxendale, I would have stepped down months ago because I feel like she, you know, she she would have been another one who's been hung out to dry. But yeah. again, it just stinks to me of 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 this this um this culture of just having people around you who just agree with you. And um, we were saying before, we were saying before, like you know, before we come up for the second thing, we had a good discussion about the game today. And we all had different different opinions, and I think that's really important to have in any in any walk of life. You need to have different opinions. Not every yeah. not every different opinions and arguments. Every everyone has opinions, and it's great to be able to discuss them in the blue room. Obviously, we have that we have that place. But what is dangerous is if you've got a boardroom of people who all agree. You you never you or you've got a boardroom full of people who are just happy to go along and just you know go along with whatever's said and, and think everything's fine and dandy and everything's rosy. We unfortunately there's no scrutiny. There's no and and the second that someone tries to hold them to account, i.e. the fans were dismissed. We're called thugs. We're called this, that, the other. It's... This is this is the weird thing for me, right? It it's the fact that so many, let's say, respected media outlets took that headlock thing as face value. And there's been absolutely nothing since to suggest that it actually happened. As you said, Pete, none of us, as soon as we heard it, believed that it happened. Had had they said Denise was pushed, someone tripped her up, something like that. Okay, sound. It might happen. You know, that could happen. You go back to um, Harry Catrick in the 60s, the whole thing over um, the Golden Vision and all that, and Harry Catter got jostled by fans. Now, at the time, that was given as a bit of sort of media spin. Was he? Was he not? Harry Catter wasn't into media spin. It probably did happen. He probably did get shoved. People probably said, you're out of order. There was that banner to the ground saying, you know, um, young in, Catter out, whatever, whatever it was. You can see that happening. A fucking headlock. A headlock. No one gets... 
a middle-aged woman in a fucking headlock unless she's paying for it or something. It just doesn't It doesn't happen, does it? And that was the most outrageous thing about it, the fact that they said this thing happened, someone got here in a headlock. It's since come out that it may have been a friendly arm round the shoulder kind of passive-aggressive thing. If it was, that's bad enough. To, you know, to, to, to like to get anyone in some sort of passive aggressive thing and, and do that, that's bad enough. To put it out there as a full blown headlock, I don't know what happened. That might not have happened, but that's the most likely scenario that someone's maybe grabbed around the shoulder and pulled it in a bit close, which is it's bad enough in itself. Yeah, headlock. Just say it for what it is. And the fact that it's it's never been proved or disproved that it happened absolutely fucking stinks. And the fact that it's it's not mentioned in this open letter stinks even more because yeah. it's like, do you know what I mean? That was your that was your big line of attack on the fans. Desperation. That was, that was your big reason for why you are not turning up. This that's your big reason why you're doing this theatrical thing where there's four or five seats. Or is it three or four? Because I don't know what Grant Ingles looks like. He could be there. There's these seats left empty that no one's sitting in because we can't come to the game because we fear for our safety. It, it's like it just Get to fuck seriously. It's yeah. it's not it's <laughs> it's ridiculous that it's 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 come to this. Do you know what I mean? We've we've seen so much shit over the years. Bill Kenwright came in as this like knight in shine, knight in white satin armor to go to the Sopranos, comes in like this to save us from Peter Johnson, and he has rode those coattails for 20 odd years now. Yeah. And we're no better off. We're really not. You know, Peter Peter Johnson was a shit chairman. Let's make no bones about it. He had a struggling business in Park Ambers without getting into anything litigious here. He fucked up with Evan. He massively fucked up. I think he, he took on more than he could cope with because he thought he could do it at Tramia. Moved up to Everton. Huge step up. It didn't work. Yeah. Bill Kenwright came in. I've saved you from this Peter Johnson nightmare. He, he didn't. And I think, as I said before, I think, again... Because of the way the Premier League moved on, because of the way the money moved on, he's got involved way over his head, and he can't accept that. He, he just like he's this yeah. he's, he's this character who just like I'm doing my best here. Why can't you appreciate me? Yeah. Because but, you're shit, and you 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 you're the sort of product of a bygone era where a gentleman's agreement over stuff is it, it like counts. It doesn't. It, yeah. it just. He's just not up for it. And this letter, as I said before, I don't know how it came out. I don't know how it saw the light of day because it never should have. But it just encapsulates everything that's bad about this club. Well, the, there's a there's a delusion that I don't think I've, I've ever seen it exist at the level in which he's he seems to have depth uh, sort of thrown himself so deep in the the, the poor the pure pile of shit that it's become, um, because. This is a man that I think he's he's largely behind inventing sentiments at our football club because he's the type of guy who, you know, when we've seen him do the interview, I remember I remember going to interview him um, at the Philharmonic. This is when I initially started um, when I started my journalism career. This is about Moyes was there, so this would have been towards the about two thousand nine, two thousand and ten. I went to see him. He was sent there by Radio City to go to the Philharmonic. And he was talking about, I think it was Moyes had been awarded something from one of the universities, from John Moores, I think it was. And I started talking to him, and he was he was he was happy to start talking about what Moyes has done as a manager, and he was happy to talk about 
hit what he, well, he wanted to say, as you can imagine, what he'd done as the chairman of the club, what you referred to there as, you know, the new stadium, all that sort of thing. He, he was happy to talk about that and all the positivity that he would happily put out as as PR, Les, like you just referred to there, you know. And <laughs> I said to him at the end of the interview, been chatting for about 15 minutes, and I said to him at the end of the interview, um, can I just ask you some questions about the transfer window coming up? And he looked at me and just shook his head. You know, obviously he didn't want to be heard on air saying no to me. Uh, and 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 I like being as young as I was when I first started that, um I just said, Oh, oh, okay then, you know. Whereas obviously nowadays, or if anybody else had the opportunity, you'd be saying to him, you wouldn't be letting him go in terms of the financial situation, in terms of why haven't we got a strike and all that sort of thing. And talking to him, I saw somebody who was like a deluded granddad, you know. I, I remember this when, like, when before my nan passed away, you know, when really old people in life, really old people, um, have that order about them that it's you have to speak to them not in a condescending way, but in a certain way that's that you make for them, if you get what I mean. So, like, you know, I remember when my nan was alive, you, you'd talk to a like a nan. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't talk to mine. I'm like, I talk to you two. I'm not saying I slag you two off or talk to you like pieces of shit. But do you know what I mean? That that sort of nice thing that you talk to your nan and older people if they need a hand crossing the roads or, you know, help carrying the shopping or whatever like that. That way in which you communicate. And I got that feeling of when I was talking to him that that's how I had to speak to him or that's the way he would prefer for me to speak to him like. That was, what, nearly 15 years ago when that happened, 13 years ago, 14 years ago when that happened. And right now we're talking about him still being somebody who who is in charge at our football club, who still makes decisions at our football club. Um, I find it difficult these days to move him and Mashiri into different people. I I see them both as one as in both fucking useless and people who need to get away from this football club. It's become much more different and much more difficult when you've got somebody to come in and the thing that he referred to him bringing a billionaire in. When that's happened, it's almost like he said that to say, I've done what you wanted, so you can't criticise me. I can't have anybody utter a word of disgrace towards me because I've done what they asked me to do. And that in turn makes me makes I think many of us even more angry to the point that well, that is not the fucking point. The fact that you've gone out, you can go and get, you know, whoever out there who's billionaires. But it, it the, the ultimate thing is that with a football club, you can't you can't just do that. And and, and also, you see that that where they mentioned their sentiment with him. That's what he's referred to in that statement. I've done this. I've done that. Everybody said about Sharpie's poster, uh, the, you know, the flag that people have put up saying, oh, you know, I, I, it's not on doing that. Listen, Bill, no one's asked, mate. No, no, no one cares about that because what we care about is our football club. Firstly, it's surviving and keeping its Premier League status. But along with everything else, there's a new stadium to be built down the road that looks like, you, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if you wake up tomorrow and say we haven't got enough money to put it together. Do you know what I mean? Those things don't surprise us anymore. And that that shows everybody 
what kind of shit show this has become for a long, long time now. For him to come out and say what he, what he said, coupled with his health issues, which I think many people have said he's done that as an excuse to put forward as, well, don't treat me as bad as you think I am because I'm I'm really healthy. You shouldn't really be speaking to me like that. Would you speak to anybody who's not in good health condition? Would you speak to them as poorly as what you've said to, to me as poorly? Well, the, the fact is, it goes back to what you said about PR, Les. That's why it's 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 shameful, really, isn't it? Because clearly somebody himself or whoever it is that's written that or whoever it is that decided that this is the right thing, the right course for him to take, has thought, do you know what? We need to play this card as, as ethically sad or as horrible as you're trying to, as you would feel if this is actually true. How yeah. how deep have you got to go to be able to say, do you know what? I think that's the thing where people won't won't treat me as as hard as they would, given that they all want me gone. And, no. and for him to say that line he did that I mentioned at the very start of this, that you know what, a one day this will happen. The ambiguity of saying that as either, well, one day I'll either stand down, or let's face it, I'll pass away. People people have said that that's what they've taken from what he said. I mean, how low have you got to go to try and get that feature, to try and get people into a mentality where you're thinking of this football club far far too seriously above what can actually happen to somebody's health? Do you know what I mean? To be fair, I think the initial statement that... um... Bill Kenwright is not in good health, or whatever it was. Bill Kenwright isn't in good health, so we should step away from the club. I thought that was a little bit rum in the initial statement because it was like, right, your point is, you think Bill Kenwright's shit, so we shouldn't be doing what he's doing. No, but the thing is, Les, why you're right about saying that, the reason why you're right about saying that is because in both in both parties here, it, and obviously not many fans who'd be in and around Bill, but you know, there still are to this day for some reason uh, in about what he's done in our football club. To the, the these the, the factions, the groups, everybody who wants rid of the board, you know, uh, the, you're going to be seen. You're going to be seen as somebody who needs to put that to one side if you want to say the effect of what you're doing yeah, is going to come through. There was, there was no need to mention his health. Oh, no, that's what I mean. That, that's exactly what I'm yeah, agreeing with. That's what I mean. There was, in, in that initial statement, there was no need to mention about his health. Just say, you shit at what you're doing. We don't like what you're doing. And that's enough. Don't bring his health into it. Yeah, that's yeah. like a little bit of a backstop then to say, yeah, well, what you're doing shit, but oh, God, you're not well either, are you? So I thought the fact that he actually launched into that open letter and saying, I appreciate your concerns about my health, the passive-aggressive, like tone on that was fucking perfect to be honest and I think he nailed it with that I will I will give him credit for that because I don't think anyone should be bringing his health into it just, no, but you're, you're like, saying that in the context in the context of what people have said to him aren't you you're not just saying that yeah, ex- that's really yeah, ex- good PR just to, no, just, just to confirm um, you're saying that because of how yeah, he was approached in the first as I, as I as I said the PR of Bill Kenwright's letter was dreadful absolutely yeah. awful don't know how it made out but I think the fact that the, the the original open letter brought his health into matters. That's that's not a part of it. It don't, wasn't necessary. Yeah, it wasn't. Don't don't bring that into it. He might be an unwell 77-year-old man, but that's not what you're angry about. So don't patronize anyone with saying, oh, maybe you should get out of this because you're not well. Say get out of this because you ain't you're not up to the job. You're not 
fit to do this job. And then in turn, in turn, he's then got that leverage, yeah. hasn't he, to come back well, at it with exactly. it? Exactly. So he's gone in, and honestly, it was it was the most beautiful bit of passive aggressive text I've ever seen. <laughs> well, thanks for the uh, the, uh, the 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 free pass about my health. Yeah, it was just like it was a tapping for him. It was amazingly executed, by the way. Mope would have missed that tapping. Bill Kerr might never. Um, so it was like. Just, just don't pick up on, on on irrelevant stuff like that. Stick to the fact he's not up to the job. He never has been up to the job. He got in over his head so many times at this football club. Concentrate on that. And um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where we go from all this. It, yeah. It's really, it's the, the the rift between the fans and the club. As it's like it's not it's not going to be mended ever. I think, as you said, you know, Mashiri's like. Massive part in this. Don't place all your ire on Bill Kenwright, although he has been the problem for decades. Place it on Machiri as well, because you know he's the fellow who's come in. He's put a load of money into the club, but he spent it so badly, and that's why we're in the position we are now. To go back to the game today, that's why we've got two keepers on the bench, yeah. and the bench itself is pretty shit. The reason is <laughs> because Bill Kenwright has got he's got this billionaire. Sound the billionaire was fucking useless. So Bill Kenwright, that's not a that's not a thing to be proud of that you found a billionaire. You found the the shittest billionaire <laughs> that was out there. So don't don't have that as a feather in your cap. Yeah. It, it's like the whole thing is just a proper proper shit show, and I don't see how any of it gets reconciled without everyone who's at the top of that club leaves. The thing that breaks me heart is Graham Shaw because he's do you know he's the club's second highest goal scorer. He's a genuine, genuine legend of the club and he's been tarnished with all this. And it that that that's what really, really does me head in. It yeah. it's horrible to see. And it, you know it, it's fair enough that he gets stick because he's stuck by the board and he did that thing with the uh keep everyone in our city thing where it was the two man and his dog. He's been a gobshite. He has but he's the club's second highest goal scorer. So for it for his legacy to be ruined by this, it's genuinely heartbreaking. I hate it. But just going back to the point in hand and the letter and stuff, just keep to the point. If you're gonna if you're gonna slag off someone for not being good at the job, keep at the point that they're not good at your job. Don't bring the health into it. Because Bill Kenwright has perfectly pinged that back at everyone. That that question that you you put forth at the end of what you were saying. Um, you know, fuck knows where we go next and what happens next. Um, just towards the finish of what we're talking about, Pete. You know, where 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 do you? It's obviously, the impossible, the impossible answer to probably the impossible question, isn't it? With what's going on in our football club? But um, what's the purpose of what Bill Kenwright put out with that statement? What what's he thinking? In I think let's face it, quite a warped mind that he's got with our football club and our fans. What, what do you see as is, is the purpose of him saying what he did? Do you see it as he's looking for real sympathy, given what we, what we referred to in terms of the health side of stuff? Is he looking for us all to miraculously stroll up there with a flag saying, come home, Bill, we want you back in the stadium when we're, t- you know, we're trying to stay up in the Premier League? What's he thinking of or what's his team or whoever else it was that he's ticked off that? statement coming out. What are they thinking is the purpose and goal 
at sending something like that. Because what we've spoke about for the last hour has been how infuriated we've been from what he said and the way he's been for many, many years with our club. That's not going to have any positive effect towards any of us, is it? No, absolutely not. And I think I think what it comes down to is the simple fact that he's an egotist. And I think he's yeah, he's in he's in a world of his own, I think, for one. I don't think he I don't think he's either willing to or unaware of the scale of the feeling of animosity towards him in terms of in terms of I, I, again, you know, talking about the board in terms of his, you know, he's got a lot of yes men around him. He's got people who probably tell him everything's yeah. great and rosy and everything's fine and dandy. He probably sees Evertonian standing up against him is an inconvenience rather than a real big problem. It's I genuinely think that he still believes it's just as Graham Sharp put it, one man and his dog. When when there's actually it really isn't. There's there's a massive growing resentment towards uh, the way this football high percentage of our fan base is yeah. It? It is, and as I say, I always, I always reiterate. I don't speak for everyone. I speak for myself. Um, but let's be honest. You, you know, we've seen, we've seen the level of discontent amongst the fan base, and rightly so. Um, I think, as I say, it, it, it comes across to me as if, you know, when someone's losing an argument and they basically just come out all guns blazing, they can't accept that they're in the wrong, so they just, you know, they just go up. As I say, they just. Um, they just come out. They'll never admit it, really. They'll never, never admit it. Never admit it. And, and that's the thing about it. You know, at the end of the day, if you're unwilling to even acknowledge any mistakes that you've made, you, what, what's the thing about it? It's, it's hard to argue with someone with someone who's intelligent. It's impossible to argue with an idiot. And it's <laughs> like you know because and it, you know it. It's just just the way it is. But it, I just think. Um, I think, firstly, the intention of it, the timing of it, was was interesting. Just like the timing of the um, the initial thing about about the headlock uh, before the Southampton game on the morning of, uh, just like the timing of putting Bill Kenwright's photo back up on Goodison the night before mm. or the morning of the uh, you know the Fulham game. He then releases this statement the night before a game against Crystal Palace. I think a lot of it is again about trying to grab hold of the um, of the narrative. I think that the Letter also that he put at the front of the accounts um, is another example of of him trying to sort of sway the narrative and and try and act like the victim in all this. Um, I mean, for someone to have the nerve to basically dismiss people's um, frustrations and people's concerns about the way the football club is being run, to to dismiss that in a letter, which then introduces accounts, which show that basically if we go down, we could potentially go into administration because it's being run that badly. It's the goal, the audacity to actually put that letter at the front of those accounts. And then to follow it up with what you said on Friday, um, it kind of shows you the mentality and the state of mind that this person, this individual is in. Um, But I think it's a mixture of pure ego, um, a mixture of someone who's just unwilling to accept that they've done anything wrong or are capable of doing anything wrong. Um, And also someone who's just clinging on to power. Um, Again, you know, you look at, I mean, obviously I don't want to sort of trivialize things and or sort of compare things but when you you know you look at like certain you know dictators around the world he's obviously not you know to that level he's not he's not committed genocide or anything no but it's i i think it's an appropriate comparison yeah given the way he's being what he said and the way he's conducted himself as as what he is at the football club i I agree i know i know exactly what you mean to say you you're cautious to say that given us talking about putin or whatever but it's obviously not to that extent but to us where this is our life uh everything we do as fans to that extent you can see why there's a similarity there can't you, you know? yeah and again some of the language used in terms of the re- the repetition of your board your chairman yeah. 
the fact that he, you know, that, that he then he signs it off as chairman Bill. Um, yeah. you know, this this kind of this kind of attitude of basically I am your chairman and you will accept me as your chairman and nothing you can do or say will change that fact until yeah. I decide that the time is right. This is this is what I struggle with, right? Is it is it is it him like genuinely thinking I own this club and like everything defers to me, or I don't, I don't get it. Is is the language? Is it is that his position where he's like I am in charge of this club? You you will all defer to me. I am like the ruler of this club. Or does he genuinely think that it's just like that? That's his position. Look, I'm the chairman of this club. You know, this this is what I do. Is it is it a more sort of deferential thing on his part? I don't I don't get where he comes from. Yeah. So the chairman Bill, it could either be seen as a a massive sort of fuck you to everyone. I own this gaff, or it could genuinely be him thinking. I'm doing my best here, so just get on board with me. I, I honestly don't know. No, where it, he's coming from. I can't. I. I. I don't think it's the latter. I don't think. It can, I don't think it can be the latter. As as deluded as I think that man is, um, him, him still thinking that he's the best. What we can do. He's the person that ever can go as far as they possibly can. It has to be with him. Yeah. There is. There is no way. There is no way. Um. As as much criticism as much. Hatred towards that man. There is no way that he still thinks that. Um, yeah, I, I was. Despite I was, the fact everyone had argued argue to me until he until their last breath and say to me, "No, Dave, you can see that's exactly what he's like as a person because he still persists with all of this shit that he comes out with." But that that's why I then refer to the others that are in and around them, like you mentioned at the start of this. Talking about the, the the PR type of thing around it, whoever's written it for him, um, people at the football club, the the the, the idiots that they've got in and around the board as well, and now more so to add into that, Maya is the fact that we've got an owner who came to the club, which he still thinks that he should, you know, he should be held to the highest regard ever because he brought a billionaire to us. The billionaire that came in is. He, 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 could, he could be his twin brother as far as I, I, I'm concerned because he's been an absolute disgrace himself just only at a level of <laughs> and, right. and again this is where fans of other clubs don't get what we're talking about here and this is why it's quite um, it's quite just amongst it's our own bubble list when we talk about it in this regard that Mishiri when other people see him in and around this country fans of other clubs apart from ones who you know fans who look like deep into Financial situations of other, you know, you, you people that are listeners might have listened to my um, chat with James Corbett, who is absolutely outstanding on what he referred to us about financially and the way the club has run. Um, but everybody else who'd see it outside of the Everton bubble, outside of us as fans, would look at this and think, "What have Everton got to moan about there?" When you've just got an owner in what six, seven years ago who's thrown in more than half a billion quid to sort your team out, yet yeah, you're shit. But you've really got nothing to complain about. Because, you know, you, you've just spent the money shit. Well, didums, that's what happens. Well, no, that that's that's not the right thing. That's not the course that we're on when we moan about the fella. We moan about the fella because he's come out and shattered as much shit or in that sort of conduct the way Bill Kenwright has. That's why we're so angry towards him as well, or maybe not as much as Bill Kenwright, but it's not really a competition, is it? You've just got two fucking idiots 
who are at the top of our football club. And the reason why we've gone to shit most recently has been because the one who came in with billions has decided to think, do you know what? I'll have a go at signing some players because I think I'm better than that agent over there. Or, you know, Eurabtian, he's my mate, but maybe I'll say to him, can we sign him as well, please? It just stinks all over the place. Um, right. Just at, just at different levels between Ken Wright and Mashiri. I'm going, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, right? And sort of play to Ken Wright's hubris and say... Um, Monday football, you need a billionaire. Got you one. Uh, Monday football, Goodson Park. You know we need we we need more. Get you the water from stadium. I've got you one. In his head, as he's but done. That's what I'm, but sorry to interrupt. That's, that, that's what I referred to when I said then the fans exactly. of other clubs outside of us would say, "How can you fucking be complaining when he's just gone and done something like that?" Ken Wright and all. That's what I mean. And, yeah. In his in his head. That's where he could be in the fact that, look, I found a billionaire. We're getting this waterfront stadium, fingers crossed. Um, and it's like in his head, it could be, I've got you all this. This is what you wanted. It's it's really, it's a really, really weird dynamic, isn't it? Because it's, it, it's like, okay, yeah, on paper, you did. But this billionaire you found, he's, as you said, Dave, he's as fucking crazy as you are. As I said before, He's a billionaire accountant who is shit with money, clearly. Because and we, well, yeah, because we are we are fucked as a club financially. <laughs> How the hell can you have a billionaire accountant owning the club and fuck up on the financials? Surely that's the one place you should be sound. You should be on a sound financial footing if your owner is a billionaire accountant yeah. or not. So basically, Ken Wright, that's on you. It's come back up, be I found you a billionaire. You found us a shit one. You found us the only shit one. Bar the fella at Chelsea, who's another shit one. But anyway. Um there's there's another fella who doesn't use the word context, isn't it? Really? Bill would never use context in we've got you a billionaire, yeah, but he's an absolute gobshite. Yeah, you know I, I mean? exactly. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want you to ask me. So please don't say that I've done anything bad. But that, but that but that's the thing though, that 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 seems to be the whole thing as to where his head is at the minute. It's like Football is, you know, although he's living in this sort of past era of, you know, uh, fans owning the club, and you know, you've got you've got a chairman who's he was a lifelong fan and all that, whatever. He lives in that past era, but acknowledge that the fact that you do need a billionaire, you, you know, being a multi-millionaire is not enough. Now you need a billionaire in his head. Well, you know, I fulfil that role of I'm the I'm the fan who owns the club, runs the club. Got a billionaire owner in now. I've done my bit there. We're getting a new ground. Everything sound. What's wrong? We've had good times. It's like I can I can see to a degree if that's where his head's at, why he is like he is. But it's like it's bizarre it, because it is so detached from the reality of everything. And that that's that's where this letter seems to have come from, where he's batting down the hatches yeah. and he's like, he's just on full on defensive mode now. Mm. I've done what I've needed to do. I've done what everyone wants. Don't I've secured it. my legacy. <laughs> well yeah, I've got my I've got my stand named, which just as an aside, the fact that Philip Carter, I will say this at any opportunity I get, the fact that a stand is named after Philip Carter fucks me right off. The fact that it's the stand that I sit in really pisses me off when you think what he did for this club after Heisel 
in the run to the Premier League. He was fucking useless. Absolutely shite. <laughs> he was he was he was fucking dreadful as a chairman. He fluked it by not sacking Howard Kendall. So I'm gonna go on a little bit of a, a tangent and a rant here. Yeah. Philip Carter fucking fluked it as Everton chairman by not sacking Howard Kendall. He stuck with him, which you could say was good judgment. Either way, it was either good judgment or a fluke. It worked out for a couple of years when it mattered, when we needed backing over the fact that all English clubs have been kicked out of Europe yeah. and Everton were at the pinnacle there. He fucked us over. He was behind the Premier League starting and we were so unprepared for that Premier League. He fucked it. That man should not have a standard goddess named after him. Yeah. And just to be back to Bill Kenwright, the only reason Philip Carter's got a stand named after him because Bill Kenwright wants one named yeah. after him. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. That's all it is. Yeah, 100%. That, that, is, that clearly is the only reason. And you can absolutely guarantee that, you know, when, when Bill Kenwright says, uh, your day will come, and he makes out as if there's something sinister about, about people's intentions for wanting them to be gone out of the football club, um, that I think that day will be, you know, it, it certainly won't be before we move to Bramley Moor because of, I know, for, you know, it, it's, I don't know for a fact, but it, it certainly... It's um, pretty obvious to me that Bill Kenwright will be having his eyes fully on having one of those stands named after him, and he wants to be the one there to cut the ribbon. Um, yeah. to put, and, and he and I think he's that type of person that he will stick around um, for as long and cling on to power for as long as he can, just so he can do that um, and probably cut the ribbon with his two fingers, you know, up to the fans <laughs> when he does it. Yeah, um, we'll leave it there, lads, because we've, uh, I mean, what some what of an emphatic. Uh, do you know what? I'll put this out as post-match and people just think that we've been talking about uh, Crystal Palace for Everton nil, <laughs> two and a half hours. I promise you we haven't. Um, I yeah, about the match. I'll, 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 I'll split them up and um, and we'll get that out there later tonight. But um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a harsh reality, isn't it, what's going on with this football club? And that's without even considering that we're in the bottom three of the Premier League, which we've also discussed about earlier today. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for, for sticking with us and listening to us and finding it engaging. Um, you know, let's hope Thursday night things change for um, for a different reason and we can start actually try and think about staying in the Premier League next season and not going up to Coventry Stadium that's going to be on the banks of the the, the Royal Blue Mersey because that's well could happen, couldn't it, the way things are going. But um, cheers, boys. Thanks to everyone for listening to us. Obviously, we'll have more content from Monday heading towards that game against Newcastle and the bagfuls of other stuff. And uh, do you know what? I was just thinking whilst we were talking then, I might just, the, the Blue Room might just be renamed Les Roberts Mailbag. Um, because that's the only thing I think that's making us smile at all with this football club, isn't it? Um, but anyway, thanks, boys. And uh, yeah, we'll be back for more. Dare to say, up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.